welcome to our first uh, podcast of the year. We're just a month late, if not two. Yeah, so we're going to make a commitment to you right now that multimodal podcast is something that we value and we enjoy having our faculty spotlight and getting the word out about different apps and technologies. And so, um, Chad, today I'm going to commit to uh, creating a podcast once a month Okay. with you. Okay. And... Let's showcase what faculty are doing. Okay. You know, let's uh-huh. let's take it there. All right. Well, great. That would be uh, a commitment. Yep, I'm committing to that right okay. now. I'm okay. looking you in the eyes. <laughs> well, I'm going to write it down. We don't have to write it down. It's on the audio. So I'll, I'll show this okay. to you next month. Okay. So this is uh, February 2020, multimobile podcast. Winter 2020 Winter term. 2020. We are well in it, almost at the midterm. I think yeah. we are actually yeah, at Yeah, we're midterm. at midterm for sure. Um, today's uh, faculty spotlight is Morgan Bliss. Yep, we had a great interview with Morgan. Do you want to talk about what Morgan, how Morgan relates to multimodal? Morgan is our faculty fellow this year. So she is given, uh, what do they call it, release time to participate with us, um, help She's going to showcase a model online course. She's doing workshops. You know, it's something we have every year. We have a faculty fellow. They get release time to contribute to the multimodal team. What yeah. department does Morgan hail from? Morgan is from Safety and Construction Management. Awesome. Um, she's really got a lot going on. Really fun, active learning online, yeah. which is really great. So. Awesome. Yeah. So our typical format for uh, the Multimobile Podcast, we're going to tell you Canvas news that you need to know. What's new in Canvas? Right. Uh, we will probably talk about uh, the app of the episode. Yep, app of the episode. That's when I sing. That's when she sings. Well, you probably sing. You usually sing throughout the whole thing. Okay. Um, if any of you listened before. And I, we, instead of a Mac promotion, we're going to talk about our active learning classrooms. I suppose it still follows under the Mac since, yes. uh, you know, I'm yeah. in charge of You're those. You're managing those, yeah. And uh, we'll wrap it up. Okay, so, well. Here we are. My name is Chad Schoen. I'm the director of the Multimodal Education Center. I'm Delana Brecken. I'm the campus administrator and senior instructional technologist with and Multimodal. This is the Multimodal Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> We did that in sync. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna I'll do that in post. Without further ado, what's new in Canvas? Okay, so um, first I'd like to let you know that spring quarter classes will be added to Canvas February 19th. And when we launch the spring, um, we'll have a couple new upgrades added to Canvas. But that's for the start of spring. Uh, what kind of upgrades? Like, Should I We can just say that preview. We'll talk about them in March. But uh, Okay, let's talk about what's new in Canvas right now. Right now. Right, right now. now. All right. Okay. Let's be present. What's new in Canvas? Thanks for asking. Right now we have um, a really robust portfolio tool that's called Portfolium that's been integrated in Canvas um, that all students and faculty can create a a folio, they call them folios, and grab work, you know, submissions from Canvas, make it public, make it private, um, share it out. It's, you basically get a Portfolium 
portfolio for life. So it's a really cool new tool. You're going to access it through the Canvas dashboard um, under your account, and then you look for folios. Mm -hmm. So that is, right now we're running both the Canvas portfolio, ePortfolios, and Portfolium. Um, but ePortfolios will go away, and we're going to just stick with the Portfolium. Canvas actually partnered with Portfolium, so it's at no extra cost that we have this new feature. So I really encourage you to check it out. It'd be, it'd be a great um, assignment to have students sort of create a portfolio of what they've learned. And we just missed uh, a workshop with Manib, Manib had a workshop on portfolio in yep. February. At the beginning of February, we'll probably do another one. I'm assuming in uh, next quarter. Yes, and we could, if you had a specific assignment for a class, we could do a workshop for your class on building their portfolio. So, okay. so we're uh, we're flexible to work with you. But like Manib Mobushar's uh, he's bossing it around. Yeah, he's the, the point person for the new portfolio. Okay. Yep, thank you. Uh -huh. um, we've also added class notebook, which connects you to the Office 365 OneNote. Um, that is a tool that's available in your Canvas right now. Really a much more robust collaboration tool. If you go into Canvas, go to your navigation, you can enable it. Um, basically, it's going to connect students through the their Office 365 um, account to a single class notebook. Each student will get a notebook. Great for doing journal assignments or blog assignments, and then you can also do collaborations. So check that out. Um, yeah, and I think I'll, I'll have some new things for spring when spring... Springs? Springs, when spring's up. I mean, I am ready for spring. I'm feeling spring. The sun is shining out there. I know. It's, uh, it's almost done with our last gas for winter, but... Speaking of spring, all spring classes will be added to Canvas February 19th. So you'll see your spring list February 19th. Did you not just say that? I said it earlier, and I think we're going to cut that one out. Oh, we're cutting the beginning out. Just that segment where I said it before. Okay. Just making sure. Now I'll cut out that me questioning, did you add did it? Did you add it? Yeah. yeah. I wanted to do it fresh. Okay. I was just making sure I yeah, wasn't so, crazy. Yeah, so that's with camp, camp, a lot of stuff going on. There's going to be some fun stuff coming up for um, our spring quarter. Canvas will be adding pronouns and the ability for faculty to share an item with just one other faculty, which I know you all been looking for. That's great. So that is what's new with Canvas. Thank you, Delana. And uh, as you drink your Diet Coke equivalent, healthy kombucha. Yeah, we're not guys. we're not gonna talk about that. We're talking about your kombucha. Which kombucha are you getting? These I like days? the pink lady. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, that makes sense to me. Um, next on our agenda, we are going to talk about app of the episode. App of the episode is here inside Chad's mind. Fresh from my mind to your mouth. No, your ears. That's your ears. My that's mouth, your yeah, ears. let's get it back to reel it in. All right. Reel it in. Uh, so I just wanted to talk about uh, Videoscribe, uh, which you can find at videoscribe.com. It's a cool app. It does. You have a free version, and, of course, they have a paid subscribe version, everything subscription these days, and I hate that. 
But even so, with the free version, you, you can still do some cool things. But basically, if you've ever seen a video on YouTube with someone doing a quick drawing Sketching. of uh, a whiteboard uh, and with someone doing a voiceover and that, uh, this actually automates that whole process for you. It takes, um, you can add your own artwork or you can just choose from their stock images. You can type in text and basically you record your video and uh, control some of the animation, but a lot of it is just done for you. It's really easy, simple, creating a quick little animation um, using VideoScribe. And I advise faculty to check it out, see if you like it. It does cost, like I said, but uh, it may be well worth uh, a checkout. And sure, I, I have not yet bought one. I'm thinking that if I do get people who are interested, maybe the Mac will sponsor one uh, license of it. Sure. So you could add, so just a different way to let have students engage with the online content. Right. And you can still add uh, captions for the auto voiceover. Right. So this would be, uh, yeah, you would take it, you'd make a video, basically upload it to Kaltura. Kaltura will do auto captioning mm -hmm. of that content. Mm -hmm. It's just a different way of doing your presentations that's a little bit more engaged, novel, uh, animated. Um, than a simple PowerPoint slide. Sure. And it should be, in theory, as easy as creating PowerPoint slides. Sounds cool. Yeah, it's cool. All right, well, reach out to us if you want to um, learn more about it. I mean, you can go to the website. Yeah, yeah, you can go to the website. Yeah. 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 We're not sponsored by anyone, but this is but except us. for the b besides ourselves. Yeah. So, so we're going to promote, you know, can, can I promote... That we're going to do that workshop on creating virtual reality classroom experiences. I really think that uh, faculty should attend. This will be a fun workshop um, using the virtual reality space and learn how different faculty have incorporated virtual reality in their classroom. Um, it's really uh, Nat Nickel, uh, our media technician, will be leading it, and really he's going to show you an application um, where you can build a virtual reality experience uh, fairly quickly and painlessly. So uh, we'll see how many faculty show up. We have 12 headsets, so it should be pretty cool. Um, and what day is that? That is February 21st from 2 to 3 in Samuelson 124. We also have a, a Top Hat workshop coming up in February 19th from 2 to 3. That's a Wednesday with Manib. And uh, if you have any interest in teaching out of our active learning spaces, our TechFlex slash active learning spaces, uh, please go to our website, Multimodal Learning, um, and find our uh, instructional, our material on how to apply to teach in those spaces. Yeah. Um, you can, there's an active learning button on our space, you click on that and you can look at our use policy, it'll explain exactly how to request to teach through our uh, spaces and send that on to Forrest and we'll review it and uh, get you into our classrooms. Sounds great. Yeah. We also have some active learning workshops coming up. Uh, I believe our next one will be February 28th from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. 10 a.m., which is uh, an, a morning one. Why did I choose that? The, who knows? That's February 28th. <laughs> I'm not really teaching. I usually teach afternoon classes, but we'll try. Well, we a thought Friday morning there one. was some. Yeah, there was a lot of people showed up at one of the provost searches on a Friday morning. Oh right, this so was we your thought idea. it was yeah, maybe a good why time. I, we'll but... try it in the morning. <laughs> 
when I'm at my best. Uh, but let's see what happens as active. Yeah. Um, so that's all. So come on down. Take advantage of it. We are a resource for you. Great. We're here for the campus of Central Washington University. CWU. Go Wildcats. This is Delana Brecken, a senior instructional technologist at Central Washington University. And today I have Morgan Bliss, assistant professor of engineering technologies, safety and construction, who is our featured faculty spotlight, as well as the multimodal learning faculty fellow. Morgan, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Yes. So we'll go ahead and just get started. What is your teaching philosophy? So I have two. The first one is my personal and professional mantra, which is leave people in places better than you found them. Nice. Which indicates that I'm going to leave, but I'm not going to leave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and then my other one is uh, incredibly focused on open access. And I found this um, set of researchers named Leanne Perryman and Tony Colin, and they have what's called a public open scholar role, where you're focused on open educational resources, you're developing open educational resources, you're sourcing them for communities, and you're acting as a content expert in your field. So that's my teaching philosophy, is that all learning should be as free as available, free and available as possible. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That works well with our recent, uh, Central received the OER grant and trying to make o OER pathways for gen eds and all that kind of stuff, so mm -hmm. help students. Um, can you share with the, our listeners the, your best experience teaching with technology? Sure. Uh, my, so I have two again. <laughs> uh, I really like the Canvas Accessibility Report because I want my courses to be as accessible as possible. So I shoot for like a 90% in my classes. Nice. Which I'm told is high. Yes, very yeah. high. <laughs> uh, but I really like the dashboard and they just give you that list of things to fix. So it's very user friendly, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then in my teaching technology, I actually have started using podcasts from our professional association like the American Society of Safety Engineers, American Society of Safety Professionals, they just changed their name, um, and other practicing safety and industrial hygiene professionals to show my students the best way to do things without having to have them read something. Sure, and they're probably well well put together, well done podcasts, so they're current, relevant, and totally applicable. Yeah, and I'm like, you can go follow them on LinkedIn. They're real people that yeah. you can talk to right. and work with. Yeah, so that's... it makes it a lot more interesting. Right, and career building as well, because this is these are the professionals. Mm -hmm. So it's not just stuff you're learning from a book in a book, you know, that kind of thing. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I know that there's always another side to the coin with technology. Um, so how about you want to share a worst experience teaching with technology? My worst experience is kind of funny. Um, when I first got here, I wanted an iPad Pro, uh, and they gave me a MacBook Air. And I was like, okay, uh, <laughs> totally different thing. And the reason I wanted the um, Mac. Uh, iPad Pro is so that I could use apps like professional mobile applications that they would use like a noise level meter, a light meter, things like that in my labs, in my courses with my students. So trying to make the apps work within class without having that technology uh, 
was really problematic and I ended up just using like my old iPad mini and passing it around the class and I'm like please don't click on anything else yeah <laughs> <laughs> right like this is mine um, but oh, I wanted gosh. to demonstrate and uh, so I, there's something really important about institutions honoring the requests from you know staff or faculty of like you know we asked for something for a purpose right. I guess right. yeah so I've, I've tried to make it work but it's a goofy thing um that, you know, I just basically sourced it myself. Sure. Yeah, okay. but it, it is a challenge. Yeah, yeah. That seems like would be a very worthwhile request to fulfill. Yeah. I mean, it's also very applicable, so. Hmm. It's all right. I got Interesting. a laptop out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what teaching innovation have you developed um, that you would like to share with the rest of CW faculty? So this is pretty exciting. Um, Professor Jennifer Cernay and I... Um, developed this idea together and um, the idea is asynchronous um, active learning with Canvas that isn't purely a discussion board and the um, project that we're having uh, the students work on relates to emergency planning and it's called a tabletop exercise and normally if you were to do this in the workplace or in a class uh, you would have a group of students and you'd break them up into little sections um, depending on what role they were doing and it's very interactive and live so you'd say it's 1202 this emergency happened how are you going to respond yeah. so we were trying to think of how could we replicate that in the online environment without forcing people to be anywhere at any particular time because that defeats the purpose of online right so we developed these the series of virtual laboratories um, through Canvas using Blackboard Ultra so we could record it. Um, and they're scaffolded, so we start with really basic um, things like giving them a floor plan and explaining a business to them and having them develop a uh, evacuation plan for that site so they familiarize themselves with the site and the type of employees. And the second thing, we have them do a hazard vulnerability assessment for that site based on the city's hazard vulnerability assessment that's published and provided to you, so they have to read through this 200-page document. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and synthesize it and use it for this particular fake business. So that's the next step. And then the third step, we give them a preparatory tabletop um, where we have it be a winter weather power outage. Very quick, how would you respond? And it's just a, we give them one inject is what it's called. The inject is the the complication or the incident that occurs and we're like you set up the story and then have them problem solve yeah you know like how would you do this would you evacuate would you shelter in place how are you going to notify the um the employees etc cetera, etc cetera. so they right. have to apply the knowledge and that leads to the web-based tabletop which goes over two weeks and they get an inject so a complication every two days so they have some time to respond but not a lot and they have to cover a certain amount of time in it um and they respond within their role. So they're interacting with their little group online on Canvas, but it's not like a normal discussion board where they're writing like a essay or solving a problem. It's semi-real-time. Sure, yeah. sure. And That's then exciting. It's really fun. Uh, and after that, we have them do reflection through the after-action report where, you know, what went well, what didn't go well. Did we meet our objectives? Um, what did we learn? And that's actually part of the incident planning process. So we work them through the whole 
piece that we're supposed to teach them academically, but in this applied fashion. Yeah, that's remarkable. And like a game. Yeah, really remarkable. So we're uh, we're gonna see how it works this winter. <laughs> okay, this winter is yeah. when you're gonna first implement. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. we've done pieces of it. Sure. Um, when we took the class to a hybrid last year, she taught one section, I taught one section, and then uh, this year she's te teaching it fully online. So we're gonna chance it, I guess. And sure, sure. It should be an adventure. Yeah. We'll probably do a paper about it eventually. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, that is just, that's exactly what we're looking for in online education. And isn't it, um, even in the real world, we're often not all of us, in a, in a case of an emergency, at the same place at the same time, right? Even in, in these businesses, mm -hmm. I would think. So it's also just learning, students learning how to navigate these kind of problems in that env online environment is really real world. Mm -hmm. And the, the most interesting part of it is employers who have really um, distributed workforces could do this as training for their employees to because yeah. yeah. in an emergency it actually moves really slow like something will happen and then you're waiting two three four hours and something else happens and you're like okay so it's there's a lot of dead time so we just expanded that time sure um and then gave them because a lot of people who are our students have jobs and right families and um things like that so we want to make it student friendly but also force them to make a decision in a timely fashion while working within their group. Right, which that pressure is real pressure. Yeah. Yeah, but that, but they have the flexibility because they're an online student. That's really awesome. And, and go ahead. the groups uh, are graded together. Okay. So if somebody, you know, has some drama occur and they're not able to participate, as long as the rest of the group is okay with it, like everybody gets the same grade. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I'm really excited. We may have to have you back just to report on how that went. Yeah, right. Or we'll have you present at an MLC uh -huh. because that is, that's just wonderful. How exciting. I'm so excited to have you for our faculty fellow this year. Thank you. And so um, thank you very much for joining us on the Multimobile podcast and sharing your teaching experience. You're welcome. You're staring at me, and now I feel very uncomfortable. Spring has sprung. Spring has sprung. We've mentioned that before. I think that's it. Great. Uh, we don't have any ask us. Uh, ask an ins ask it. Ask yeah, some of the chumps. Ask instructional technologists. We didn't no, get any questions. No, nobody's asking me any questions. Yeah, yeah, but usually at the beginning of the quarter we have something to say. But right, right now we're in the middle of it. I don't have many things going through in terms of. Uh, a lot of people asking questions. Got all my Panopto questions asked and answered at the beginning of the quarter. You got most yeah. of your Canvas stuff asked and answered at the beginning of the quarter. Open Labs still going on. Oh, yeah. Please join us at Open Labs Tuesdays from 2 to 4 and Thursdays from 2 to 4 yep. in Samuelson 125D. Yes. Yeah. And we'd love to see you. Uh, drop in. Ask Delena, Muneev, or I any of your questions that you have with Canvas or any of our technologies. We like to talk about pedagogy, andragogy, and all the gojis. I love the gojis. Yeah, I mean, we are hashtag goji. All the gojis. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you for listening. We hope you have a great week and uh, well, month. We'll see you hopefully back in March. I have a promise to Delena. Yes, I promised on the radio. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Okay. Do we have any out? Do we ever do anything at the end of Multimodal Podcast? This is Delana Brecken, the Canvas Administrator, signing out. Uh, nope, that's, that's, that's brand new. Welcome to the Multimodal Podcast. We are saying goodbye. Goodbye from the Multimodal team <laughs> at Central Washington University.